What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the first ever Dynasty Hour podcast here on a live stream by the Fantasy Fellowship. So I hope you guys are all doing well. February 8th, we're going to hop into uh, a nice little hour podcast here. We're going to try and do this more often. I'm going to try and do it at least once or twice a month uh, for the rest of the year. And we'll get you guys everything you need uh, for your Dynasty fix. We're going to go over Dynasty rankings, Dynasty questions, if you guys have anything in the chat room where you guys have questions, please let me know. Uh, basically, I just want to hang out for an hour and talk Dynasty fantasy football with you guys. You know, whether you're new to Dynasty or a veteran or, you know, whatever format you need, let me know. Uh, we can kind of continue to cater this show uh, based on what you guys need. So good evening. Hope you're all doing well. And I don't really have a plan for what we're going to do tonight. So any questions you guys have, please fire them up. I'm going to probably go over some of my rankings. We'll look at some potential, you know, buy low, sell highs kind of thing. We'll look at the incoming rookie class. We're just going to look at everything for the next hour. So come on in, settle down, and uh, we'll hop right into some rankings. I do have my rankings available on thefantasyfellowship.com. Um, and if you guys are new to the channel, I'm, I'm starting a Patreon this year uh, where you guys can get access to exclusive content. So uh, for my Dynasty rankings, what I have up here is I have my top 12 rankings for each position. Um, I'm probably going to get like a top 200 or so, you know, just the overall rankings done at some point this month. Uh, but I think for now, rankings positions is kind of where I'm at. And for now, you know, until we get some questions in, good evening to Harris, by the way. Hope you're doing well, bud. Uh, and I know Harris has, has he's going to have a lot of dynasty questions. He's been uh, chomping at the bit to get into some dynasty leagues. And it sounds like he's got a startup draft and some fun things going forward. So good evening to Harris. Hope you're doing well, bud. Um, but yeah. I made these rankings uh, the first uh, little bit of February here, and I'm open to changing some things, but, you know, we're just going to start with my top 12 QBs. And the way that I've done this is I've kind of, we got some tiers. I think tiers are very important and preference is also, uh, you know, important because with the, the tier one of quarterbacks, whether it's Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, these guys are all really, really good at fantasy football. And hey, you know, if you're a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, you might have Jalen Hurts as the number one QB. Um, I also think it's very important to note the age on each player. Mahomes is entering, you know, age 28, Josh Allen 27, Jalen Hurts 25. Maybe there's more juice to squeeze out of Jalen Hurts being, you know, two, three young, years younger than Mahomes and Josh Allen. But either way, I think they're all in the, the tier one. Although I will say, the Eagles, man, they, they they left a pretty sour taste in their mouth at the end of this fantasy season. They kind of fizzled out the last month and a half or so. They looked bad in the playoffs. I don't know if Jalen Hurts was hurt or if there was just a lot going on. You know, they, they changed offensive coordinators this offseason. There's a lot going on in Philadelphia this season. So not quite sure what's there. But, hey, you know, he still ran for a boatload of touchdowns. And Josh Allen ran for a bunch of touchdowns, too. So uh, either way, I think. Looking at Mahomes, Allen, and Jalen Hurts, all three teams, the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Eagles, are kind of like at this weird inflection point where this upcoming draft can be very important. All three teams need more offensive weapons. You talk about the uh, the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you know, Travis Kelsey. We don't know if he's going to, you know, ride off in the sunset and retire after this Super Bowl. But uh, Rasheed Rice is there. After that, they don't have a lot of weapons. I still like Isaiah Pacheco, but we need to get Mahomes more weapons. And then with Josh Allen, you know, you have Stephon Diggs there. Gabe Davis is, you know, he's he's the ultimate definition of boom bust. I, I do like Khalil Shakir a little bit. I like Dawson Knox 
and I like Dalton Kincaid, but hey, they they need to find out who's going to be Josh Allen's guy for the next four or five years, and that might come this year in the draft. And then with Jalen Hurts, like obviously they have Devonta Smith, AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard. They've always needed a number three, and and that could be what boosts Jalen Hurts in these next few years if they get a competent guy. I think that could be something that that really helps Jalen Hurts. And he's always going to have rushing upside with that tush push. But, man, if they can get some more competent players on the receiving end of the field, that's looking pretty good there. We'll get into Tier 2, but I'm going to answer Harris's question here. Uh, what are you doing with these quarterbacks? Brock Purdy, Clayton Toon, C.J. Stroud, Kenny Pickett, would you add someone or not? Um, so I'm assuming that this is like your quarterback room in a dynasty team. You have Purdy, Toon, Stroud, Pickett. So um, – you can see I have CJ Stroud here ranked as QB five and he's clearly in my tier two of quarterbacks. I mean, I, what he did last year as a rookie, it, it surprised me and a lot of people uh, just, I, I didn't think they had enough receiving power to help CJ Stroud do what he did, but Nico Collins proved to be a really good asset. Tank Dell kind of really stormed uh, on earlier in the season. He got hurt, but they have some nice weapons there in Houston. So CJ Stroud's your QB one. I think Brock Purdy is your QB2. Clayton Toon we're probably getting rid of. I, I don't see a future there for him. It does appear to me that Kyler Murray is going to be the guy for the foreseeable future. Um, and honestly, they didn't really give Clayton Toon a chance. Like He had as much opportunity as anybody this season as a rookie to be you know, starting, but Josh Dobbs was the guy for most of the first half of the year while Murray was hurt. So I think you're probably dumping Clayton Toon here. And then Kenny Pickett, man. <sighs> I, I don't think he's the Steelers' answer long-term at QB. I'm not opposed to, to dumping Kenny Pickett. Let's go look at uh, – and if you guys watch my stuff, you guys know I like Mock Draft Database as, like, my consensus. You know, I just like looking and seeing what they have. If we look at the consensus Mock Drafts, I'm going to go down to Pittsburgh here. They're picking at 20. I just want to see if there's any quarterbacks associated with them. Nate Wiggins, Fuaga, and Cooper DeGene. I don't know if if Kenny Pickett's the starter in 2024. You know, we need we need more answers there. I'm not seeing any mock drafts with them taking a quarterback in the first three rounds, which is good news. But here you go. You have one taking Bo Nix. You know, that's a question the Steelers really have to think about is, and here's another with J.J. McCarthy. You know, maybe the Steelers are looking at quarterback in the first or second round this season, uh, whether it's McCarthy, Penix, Jr., or, or Bo Nix. Maybe one of those guys is their answer first round or second round here. I, I think Kenny Pickett scares me. Um, if this is a one QB league, I think I'm content with just holding on to Stroud and Purdy. Uh, and if I need to make room, you know, I, I'm okay with cutting Kenny Pickett. I don't think he, you know, at any time in the last two years, has Kenny Pickett been a player that we feel comfortable starting in our fantasy lineup as a, as a QB one? I think super flex is a different thing, but if this is a one QB league, Harris, you know, I just, I'm not, I'm not, it, it, it is super flex. Okay. So maybe there's a little hesitation where I'm going to, um, may, maybe I hold on to, to Kenny Pickett for at least a season and see what happens. Uh, it really depends on when you have to make your cuts. Um, if, if we go into the NFL draft and they, they do take a quarterback and it looks bad, or if they sign somebody, maybe we can cut Kenny Pickett, but for sure you're holding on to Stroud and Purdy. Those are your top two guys. I don't really feel confident with Pickett, but if I have to hold on to him, I will, you know, and we're, we're going to, we're going to learn a lot about Pittsburgh in the upcoming draft uh, this season, as well as free agency. When is the NFL free agency date, by the way, let's take a look at that. Um, 
March 13th. So we're a little over a month away. Free agency will be good. There's not a lot of quarterbacks in the free agency class. If we look at NFL free agents for 2024, uh, I, I don't expect Pittsburgh to be involved in the NFL free agency market for QBs. Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod Taylor, Marcus Mariota. There's not a lot here. You know, maybe they could go after a guy like Drew Locke, you know, just to add depth here. I Actually, I think Gardner Minshew could be kind of fun in Pittsburgh if they wanted to be serious about it. So, uh, for sure, you got you got two studs, C.J. Stroud and Brock Purdy. You have two QB1s, Harris. Um, cut Clayton Tune, make room for some rookie picks, and then let's just hold on to Kenny Pickett and see what happens. But if we get back to my dynasty rankings here, let's go over Tier 2. And that's Joe Burrow, C.J. Stroud, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. C.J. Stroud is the youngest, entering uh, 22. You got Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson at 27. And Justin Herbert, 25 years old. Now, let's talk about Justin Herbert for a little bit. Um, you know, everything seems to go wrong for the Chargers every year. They're one of the most injured teams in the NFL almost every season. Uh, they lost Mike Williams earlier in the year. Keenan Allen was like a wide receiver. He was like a top three, top five wide receiver for the first half of the year. And then he got hurt. And it, it certainly looks like they missed on Quentin Johnston. Uh, I'm not ready to label Quentin Johnston a bust, but it doesn't look good. Uh, from the first year, he had literally every opportunity to be a dynasty asset for us, and uh, he was not able to do it in his rookie year. So maybe there's some hope there with John Harbaugh and, and his offensive staff. Maybe they can make something out of Quentin Johnson, uh, but it certainly doesn't look like he's going to be an alpha wide receiver one, you know, that we paid prices for. Uh, but with Herbert, where are the Chargers going the next few years? You know, we don't know who their future running back is. Austin Eckler's entering free agency this year. Uh, I don't know if Keenan Allen's sticking around. I don't know what's going on with Mike Williams. They have a lot of money tied into these guys. Uh, let's actually look at the Chargers from a cap space perspective and see what we can learn here. So um, let's look at their free agents in 2024. Eckler could be leaving. Uh, Jalen Guyton could be leaving. Alex Erickson, Keelan Doss, some receivers here. Uh, Gerald Everett could be leaving too. So you're looking at potentially a team that just has an aging Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quentin Johnston. Who knows what's going on with Austin Eckler? Chargers really need to do some things. Um, so I, I think my ranking on, on Herbert, I, I want to rank him as high as Joe Burrow. I think he's, he's as good, if not better than Joe Burrow. And uh, he, he's, physically more gifted athletically, I think, than Joe Burrow. Uh, but they, the Chargers team as a whole really needs to, to dig themselves out of this hole that they have. And I also think – I think they're in, like, a really bad salary cap position. Yeah, they're they're way over the budget here for 2024. So they're going to have to do some things. Like, they're paying Keenan Allen and Mike Williams too much money to be hurt. Uh, Quentin Johnston's getting a lot of money down here too. The Chargers have a lot of work to do. Um, so I, I want to see what they do in the draft. They pick fifth overall. I want them to take Malik neighbors, but we'll see. Uh, let me see what else Harris has got here for us. What are you doing with pick 11 in a rookie only draft? Uh, pick 11. So, uh, without any context, um, assuming this is a one, if it's a one QB league, you might have a quarterback fall to you. If you need a quarterback, I think that's always a good pick in a one QB league. Uh, if it's super flex, you're probably not going to like the quarterbacks there, uh, because there's three, like to me this year. And it's not like this every year, but I think in this upcoming draft, we're looking at three guys that probably would be the 101 in a regular NFL draft season. 
obviously that's Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. Um, so for me, if you're looking at one QB, you're, you're probably looking at maybe Jaden Daniels falls that far. Maybe Drake May falls that far. Probably not. Uh, but otherwise, you're looking at these running backs. Um, and there's no elite, you know, compared to years past. There's no Bijan Robinson. There's no Jameer Gibbs. There's a bunch of Zach Charbonnets, essentially. There's a bunch of really capable guys that could be something, but we just don't know yet. Uh, and Harris is coming in saying it's super flex PPR tight end premium. So uh, we can eliminate, you're not going to get a quarterback, Caleb may and Daniels, they're all going to be gone and you're not getting Brock Bowers. So let's go on down to my super flex rankings here. And uh, back to your question, what are you doing? Pick 11 in a rookie only draft. So I have Jonathan Brooks ranked 11th right now. He's a, if, if he wasn't coming off of an ACL injury uh, from Texas, he would be my number one running back. But uh, I'm looking probably at running back in this position. And I just I don't think you're going to see a running back go in the top five of your rookie drafts. You're not going to see a running back go in the first round of the real NFL draft. Maybe, you know, once we get to the 50s and the, the 60s of the actual NFL draft, that's where you're going to see these running backs go. Um, but, you know, in February, February 8th right now, I just I don't think we're going to have a lot of clarity on the running back position. And that's probably going to be the best position. So uh, at pick 11, you can either take the the fifth or sixth best receiver off the board, or you could take, you know, the second or third best running back. And that's probably where I'm going to go. Um, you know, as, as we get more clarity in, in draft capital and everything after the NFL draft, we'll have a better answer on this, but it's probably running back. And right now I, I have Trey Benson, the Florida state running back ranked my first RB Jonathan Brooks. Uh, and I, I really, really like Jonathan Brooks. He's coming off an ACL MCL tear you have to be patient with Jonathan Brooks. If you wanted someone for now, you're probably looking at Benson. Otherwise there's a bunch of running backs in this class that look pretty good. Uh, let me scroll on down here. Um, you know, a lot of people like Blake Corum. We'll see where he lands. I don't think he's, he's going to be as good as his Michigan career was, but Corum's up there. Benson Brooks estimate Marquise Irving's the smallest back, but he's also one of the most electric backs. You're probably looking at a running back here at the back end of the first round, Harris. Uh, but we'll get back to our, our tier two quarterback discussion. Uh, Joe Burrow, CJ Stroud, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. So you have two guys that are age 27. Joe Burrow uh, coming off an injury-riddled 2023 season. Uh, I think if we looked at rankings last year, he was probably in the top three, if not, you know, top four. Uh, and, and you're looking at, you know, his weapons of Jamar Chase, which we love. We don't know if T Higgins is going to be back though. T Higgins is going to test the free agency market this season. If he does not come back to the Bengals, you know, that, that could lower my ranking of Joe Burrow. Uh, but I also have to believe that, Hey, the Bengals are probably looking at wide receivers, a tight end in the upcoming NFL draft. And they're also probably looking at running back, to be honest with you, the Bengals are a team that need a lot of upgrades because their team's getting older. Um, they, they could always use offensive line. This is the most popular pick for them right now. JC Latham uh, out of Alabama. So I, I think you're going to see them take offensive linemen. It looks like the wide receiver from Florida state, Keon Coleman has been a replacement for T Higgins in this situation. Um, so maybe they look into, you know, receiver in the first or second round. Uh, this mock has them taking Trey Benson, um, some more offensive and defensive line more offensive defensive line. There's Brock Bowers falling to them in this mock here. So uh, I do think 
looking at the trenches for the Bengals, that's going to improve Joe Burrow's status. Uh, and man, if they can get some running backs and receivers on Joe Burrow's offense, that's going to help him tremendously. So we're waiting for T Higgins and things. We'll get that answer in March. But uh, for now, we, we we have no question if Joe Burrow can play or not. We just need to continue to build a good team around him. Uh, and with CJ Stroud, man, the way he performed last year, we know they're going to continue to build players around him. And he's only 22. Stock might be tremendously high for him right now. And, and who knows? Like, if they go out and draft more weapons for him, like, they need a running back. They need a potential tight end. Like, I'm excited for CJ Stroud quite a bit, considering he did so much with so less. Uh, and then you got Lamar Jackson. Uh, man, if they go out and, and sign a Derrick Henry in free agency and just make this offense better, that could be a lot of fun. Uh, we, we love Zay Flowers. They need more weapons. We need a healthy Mark Andrews. I think the Ravens could be a team that adds at the receiver position and maybe the running back position, honestly, because J.K. Dobbins is probably done. I think if you have J.K. Dobbins in Dynasty, you're, you're probably not very happy with what we have. Uh, but I expect the Ravens to continue to add offensively and make this team good. He's going to be the MVP in 2023. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson arrow is still pointing up. And then we already talked about Herbert. Uh, Harris has a good question. What is Jerry Judy's value in Dynasty? That's a very, very interesting question. So uh, I do want to look at – let's look at the Broncos depth chart. And we're going to use uh, our lads. Uh, it's one of my favorite depth chart websites. But the Broncos, man, Jerry Judy's been an interesting player. Um, let's actually, I'm going to pull up some PFF grades from this season. Coming out of college from Alabama, everyone thought Jerry Judy was going to be a bona fide, you know, legit wide receiver one by this time. And it just hasn't panned out. You know, if we're looking at Jerry Judy's, four-year career it's been pretty up and down he's had moments where he's looked really good but for the most part it, it just hasn't looked really good uh Cortland Sutton dominated last year he was wide receiver 31 in PFF grade uh if we look toward I'm, I'm gonna try and find Jerry Judy here and see where PFF had him ranked uh wow Jerry Judy was wide receiver 62 so he was essentially Gabe Davis Joshua Palmer level type receiver last year, which is not good. So uh, I think at this point we're not starting. Like if you had to set your lineup for this weekend, like Jerry Judy was a borderline flex play. He wasn't someone that we trusted in our lineups every week, even despite, you know, a, a Cortland Sutton uh, and not a lot of competition for targets. Jerry Judy still could not find a way to be a fantasy player for us. So he really struggled in 2023. He struggled throughout his career. He had, I, I think 2022, he had like a really good final month of the campaign, but he, he really dove down here. So a, a 67.8 grade last year, 68 receiving. If I look at 2022, a 78 and a 77. So that was his best year in 2021. It was kind of more of the same. It's just, it seems like we've seen four years from Jerry Judy and it just, it just hasn't happened. So I, I tend to think that, you know, We've given him a long enough leash and we just haven't seen it. So I don't think his value is very much. Um, I want to look and one of my favorite, it's it's Fantasy Pros. I, I it, it is whatever, but I think Fantasy Pros does a really good job of doing these dynasty trade value charts. And I just, I'm just curious where they have Jerry Judy. So they give you the top like rankings of like one QB and Superflex, and you can see the positional value here. So Let's go ahead and find Mr. Judy here and see where they have him ranked at wide receiver. 
Jerry Judy. Wow, he's all the way down at wide receiver 53 next to Romeo Dobbs, Khalil Shakir, and Rashid Shahid. So value-wise, like I'm not looking to sell Jerry Judy right now because his value is so low. Um, Broncos also have a lot of questions at QB. They're, I just He's probably a guy you have to hold on to right now. His value is not great. Uh, they're giving him 17 points. If we go back and look at the charts above, they're going to give Jerry Judy. He's worth about a late second round pick in a one QB league in a super flex leagues. He's maybe worth the late second to early third. So if you're looking to trade Jerry Judy right now, you're only getting a second round, the third round pick. You probably hold on to him. I, I think I'm going to give him one more year. Let's see what the Broncos do at QB. Let's see if Jerry Judy moves on to a new team at some point. Maybe he gets traded. You know, I never know what's going to happen with Jerry Judy. But for now, it's it's looking bad. But you got to hold on to Jerry Judy. Because uh, I don't think I'm, I'm ready to sell on him yet. He's got maybe one more year to kind of really show what he can do. And I do want to look real quick at uh, the Broncos. We'll go to spot track here real quick. I just want to look at their books real quick. So they do have Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy all under contract. They're giving Jerry Judy $13 million next year. So he's on the Broncos. They picked up his fifth-year option. Uh, but, yeah, we really got to see what they do at QB. Uh, if you can find someone that's going to pay an early second-round pick for him, go ahead and do that. Uh, I think that's that's probably a good advice. But for now, you think you have to hold on to Jerry Judy. He's going to have to eat this right now uh, until he either gets to another team or something amazing happens in 2024, I think we're probably looking at a lost pick in Jerry Judy. Uh, but let's go ahead and cover our – I have a big tier three of QBs here, and that's from 8 to 12. That's Anthony Richardson, Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tagovailoa, Brock Purdy, and Kyler Murray. Uh, now I think this tier, you know, this is a tier of quarterbacks where you feel really good about them in Dynasty. They're all pretty young. Uh, and they all have their best football ahead of them. But, like, there's certain weeks where you're like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to start Richardson, Lawrence, or Tua, you know, based on the matchup. So uh, I don't think these guys are, like, must-start players every week. But I think, hey, uh, if you have them as your QB2 in a super flex, you're feeling really damn good. And uh, otherwise, one QB leagues, these guys look like, you know, fringe QB1. So Richardson, you know, for the first two, three weeks of last season, he was, he was going to be – a top five, top 10 quarterback last year. Like everything was right about him. His rushing upside was so good. He's the youngest QB listed here in my top 12. Um, you have Jonathan Taylor. You have Michael Pittman Jr. You have Josh Downs. I would like to see the Colts add some more players to the offensive arsenal here, maybe build the offensive line. We'll see what the Colts do. Uh, but I think Anthony Richardson right now, man, a week, you know, a month into the 2024 season, I might be moving Anthony Richardson up my board. So if you can acquire Anthony Richardson in dynasty leagues, I think he's a buy high right now. I want to, I, I want to buy Anthony Richardson, uh, Trevor Lawrence with Jacksonville coming off of a pretty frustrating year overall. I just, I think Jacksonville has a lot of things to sort through, whether it's their offense and de offensive line specifically, but their defense uh, was not great. Trevor Lawrence really struggled. I think Calvin Ridley was not what we thought he would be. Uh, Christian Kirk got hurt at the end of the year, and that completely tanked the offense. I think Christian Kirk was such a linchpin for Trevor Lawrence's success that everything else kind of melted away. You have a really good running back in Tra uh, Travis Etienne. You have Evan Ingram back. 
Uh, but I would like to see the Jags add some more receiver help. I don't know if Zay Jones is coming back. Kevin Ridley's not really the number one receiver that they thought they would. Uh, so I, I think the Jags are probably looking at wide receivers heavily in the 2024 draft. And I, I would love that for Trevor Lawrence. Um, and hey, he's his 2022 season was really good. Uh, I, I just I think we didn't get enough data on him in 2023 to accurately grade him, but I still think he's a fringe QB one. I think he's going to be just fine. And then with Tua coming in at 25 or at, at age 25, my 10th QB, uh, I like Tua a lot, uh, but I also think the Dolphins need to start thinking long-term here. They have Jalen Waddle and Devin, Devon Achan kind of locked in, but you know, life after Tyreek is going to happen very fast. They need to get more weapons for Tua. Uh, Brock Purdy, as steady as they come, he's the ideal Superflex QB two. I think right now I have no questions with him. Hopefully they can keep Debo. Ayuk and CMC and Kittle on the team for the foreseeable future. Uh, but I love Brock Purdy's as steady as they come. And then honestly, the guy that I think I might be too low on right now is probably Kyler Murray. If we go and look at, um, let's look and just, I just want to show you guys what's going on with the Cardinals right now, because the Cardinals, you know, for most of the season, we thought they were going to be getting Caleb Williams. And then they won a couple games at the end of the year with Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray kind of earned his keep. You know, he earned his spot as the QB1 for the Arizona Cardinals. They're not getting a quarterback this year, and the number one consensus player for them in fantasy drafts by a wide margin, almost 56%, it's Ben Marvin Harrison Jr. And they don't have anyone to throw the ball to. They have Trey McBride, who I love, uh, but plugging in Marvin Harrison Jr. for Kyler Murray would be – it's so good. Like This is the dream fit uh, for Marvin Harrison Jr. and for Kyler Murray. I, I think this could be a huge win for Kyler Murray's shares. And, hey, he's he's fully healthy, you know, with his knee injury that he had. He played well at the end of the year. He's going to be entering a really good uh, upside season. So he's a buy low guy for me right now. If I had to just kind of categorize buy low, sell high for this top 12 QB list, I think I'm selling high on Jalen Hurts. Um, just again, the Eagles left a sour taste in our mouths this season, uh, running quarterbacks typically don't last as long as pocket passers. So that's something to consider. Uh, and just the way he uses his body doesn't typically, you know, hold up as well as a pocket passer. So I'm probably selling high on Jalen hurts. Uh, I'm buying low, I'm not, I'm probably buying high on CJ Stroud, honestly. And I'm probably buying, I'm probably buying low on Justin Herbert in hopes that the Chargers continue to make good moves. I think John Harbaugh is a good move that's going to be there for a while. And if they can continue to add weapons around Herbert, I think that's a good buy low. Uh, buying high on Anthony Richardson, I'll buy high on Brock Purdy and I'll buy low kind of on Kyler Murray. So there's our quarterback talk. If you guys have any questions on quarterbacks, please let me know. Uh, we're going into the 27th minute of the show tonight. So uh, I just want to thank you guys for hanging out with me on a Thursday night. We got nothing else better to do, just hanging out, talking dynasty. So uh, keep your questions coming in, Harris. We're going to move on to the running back position, just looking at the top 12 running backs, and uh, we'll see if we can find some guys to buy low and sell high on. All right. So my top 12 running backs in dynasty, Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, and then there's Christian McCaffrey at number six, Kieran Williams, Rashad White, Devon Achan, James Cook, Kenneth Walker, and Josh Jacobs. So uh, players that I want to either, okay, let's start with the buy high. We'll go buy high and buy low. Buy high, I think you're buying Brees Hall, Bijan, and Jameer Gibbs as high as you can. Uh, I'm also very interested in buying Jonathan Taylor high. You know, Taylor 
had a really weird season with the with the Colts. He was injured, contract disputes. We thought he was getting traded, um, but entering the 2024 season, you know, he's going to have a year two Anthony Richardson. He's going to be healthy, hopefully a healthy draft class, which can get them some some more weapons on offense and offensive line. I think Jonathan Taylor is a really interesting buy low. He's only 24. He still has, you know. Th- three to five years left in his window to be a top five running back. So I like buying low and Jonathan Taylor uh, as far as buying high though, like Brees Hall showed us what he can do as a receiver to end this, end the season. And, and man, he won a lot of people fancy championships. If you look back at his PPR numbers, I think Brees Hall is as good as they come. And he just got better as the year went on, despite how bad the jets were and their quarterback struggles, Brees Hall continued to shine bright Uh, If we do get a full season or two out of Aaron Rodgers, Brees Hall is going to benefit immensely. We're talking, uh, you know, we've seen Aaron Jones be a top three uh, running back in the Aaron Rodgers offense. I think Brees Hall is probably there. So I love Brees Hall. I think he's as talented as running backs as they come. Bijan, man, if you can find someone to sell you Bijan Robinson because they're just like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Well, we got we got new we got new life with Bijan, a new offensive coordinator, new head coach. Uh, hopefully they just turn and give him the ball as much as possible. He's still only 21 years old. He's going to be turning 22 this year, but Bijan Robinson buy high, buy high on Jameer Gibbs. These guys all passed the test their rookie year. They look really good. Um, at number five, Travis Etienne. I'm not sure if he's, if he's like a buy high sell high kind of player. He's a guy that I'm just, if I have Etienne, I'm probably just going to hold on to him. Uh, I'm not looking to move him at all. If you want to acquire ETN, you can go ahead and do so. Uh, but I'm not really looking to sell ETN. I think he's locked in and he's in a good role. Christian McCaffrey, though, this is the one that I'm probably going to rank as a sell high. And for a lot of reasons. The dude's got a ton of mileage on him. Uh, and, you know, if you would have asked about Christian McCaffrey three, four years ago, we would have said he's kind of injury prone. And entering... You know, age 27, he just had the best season of his career, pretty much. Um, Running backs just don't have shelf life after age 28, 29, 30. And that's what you're looking at. If you're looking at a dynasty window for the next two, three years, uh, and and you're a team that's probably not going to win the championship this year, you might as well just get Christian McCaffrey off your team and and try and get some pieces that can help you uh, in a couple years down the road. So I'm willing to sell Christian McCaffrey if you have him. If you're a team that can win the championship, I think you have to hold on to him. But I'm very open to selling Christian McCaffrey and getting some weapons uh, in this rookie draft class. Kieran Williams at RB7. He is so interesting. Um, Where do the Rams draft him? He was, let's see here, a fifth-round pick in, in the 2022 draft, 164th overall. The dude just had such a he had such a good season. And just the way the Rams have used running backs with Sean McVay. I mean, we're talking Todd Gurley in the past, and there's been a couple other crazy uh players that have run through that that Sean McVay system. But I, I think Kieran Williams is definitely a player where, hey, you know, if you if if you talk to the owner, whoever's got Kieran Williams, and they're like, Yeah, I'm not quite sure if he's gonna be the guy forever. Um, I, I think the Rams are pretty happy with him. And sure, you have Matthew Stafford questions long term, but I, th- I think Kieran Williams is the guy that they trust in all situations. He is their bell cow. He's only 23. You know, even if it's two, three more years of Kieran Williams being the bell cow, I think I'm open to buying low or best buying high on Kieran Williams. Uh, Rashad White coming in at number eight. I still don't think he's a really good running back. I think he's a really good receiving back. Uh, let me pull up Rashad White's. 
PFF numbers here. And we'll get to Harrison. This is a good question. Damian Pierce, what to do with Damian Pierce. But let's look at the, the, the player grades for Rashad White real quick. So Rashad White last year. Where is Rashad White? Did I miss him? Really poor grade on Rashad White. So he's got a 67 and a half grade overall. And he was next to Zeke Elliott, Jerome Ford, Zach Mock. Bijan Robinson was pretty low, but not a great grade out of Rashad White here. If I look at his profile real quick, 67.5 offense grade, run grade 68.8, and a receiving grade of 64.4, which we usually think of his strength. Um, so I'm I'm not super impressed with Rashad White. I think he was just the guy that got volume because he was the only guy there. Like, can you name the backup in Tampa Bay? They really didn't have a guy. So, um, you know, maybe Tampa Bay drafts a running back in this year's draft to kind of compete with him. Uh, but I, I think the long-term value of Rashad White is maybe he has another good year in 2024, but I just, I'm not sure if he's going to be the guy long-term in Tampa. Uh, clearly PFF does not like his grades. They ranked him pretty low. So I'm probably selling high on Rashad white. If I can get, you know, a mid to late first round pick on Rashad white, I'm probably going to do so. Uh, but let's answer Harris's question real quick here. Let's see if we can find the old DP Damian Pierce, uh, in the rankings here. So Devin Singletary, He's going to be a free agent this offseason. He comes in as the 24th ranked running back in PFF, and that's a pretty good grade. Uh, he's a startable running back in their system, and it just seems like Damian Pierce did not fit well with the new system change. Uh, and basically, this again, the, the style of offense that I believe they ran was something of like the West Coast, San Francisco-style offense, and Damian Pierce just did not run, I believe it was the zone as well. So he struggled to pick up the offense. He still was, you know, ranked 47th as a rusher. Uh, he did have a really good 87.8 grade. And what was that in, in pass blocking? So I still think there's hope for Damian Pierce. Uh, maybe he just needs time to learn this, this system. And he also had that ankle injury at the beginning of the year that, that allowed Devin Singletary to come in. So uh, if I have Damian Pierce, I'm holding on to him. He's not a player I'm trying to buy or sell. If I have him, I think I'm holding on to him. Uh, and who knows, maybe in free agency, if, if they don't bring back Devin Singletary, maybe they go into the season with Damian Pierce being the guy. I think that could be a really huge boost to his value. Um, and, and Damian Pierce was still, you know, he was still startable for the first month or so. He was still getting carries in. And honestly, their offensive line was so bad at the beginning of the year because everybody was missing. Uh, I, I, I still think Damian Pierce has a little bit of life left in him. And then uh, what, are you, what are we doing with Raheem the Dream Mostert? Mostert was – he was PFF's fifth-ranked running back last year. He had a 91.7 run grade, which ranked second best. Both Miami Dolphins running backs earned the top two grades last year. Really bad receiving grade from Raheem Mostert. I think – uh, you're probably selling high on Raheem Mostert if you can. Uh, he's entering, what, he was born in 1992. I was born in 1992, and I'm turning 32 this year. So Raheem Mostert turning 32. Uh, if I can flip him for a second-round pick, I'm going to do so, even if, you know, the money is probably if, – if I had to bet Raheem Mostert's not a top 10, top 12 running back in 2024, I'm selling him. If, if you have him, 
try and sell him for a second round pick. If you can get anything more, let's just look and see what Fantasy Pros has here for Raheem the Dream. They probably have him really low. And they have him next to Austin Eckler, which I don't hate. Um, a 19 overall position points in a super flex league. Those 19 points would be worth, you know, late second, early third round pick. I think that's probably what you're looking for. If you can flip Damian or Raheem Mostert for a, a second round pick, I think I'm going to go ahead and do so Harris, but he's a guy that like, if I have to hold on to him, I'll hold on to him. If I can't find a trade partner, I'm not going to cut him. I will hold on to Raheem Mostert, but yeah, the writing's on the wall. Uh, Devon Achan's probably going to be in, and hey, I've, I've seen Devon Achan go stupid high in drafts right now. If I Let me just show you real quick. The underdog ADP for the 2024 season's out. Let me show you. And they have Devon Achan going 17th off the board. Let me just type in Mostert and see where Mostert's going. They have Mostert as like a 7th, 8th round pick. So... I, just, I don't think he's going to be a fantasy asset in 2024. He might be for September, but probably not in December. So I'm looking to offload Raheem Mostert if I can. Even though, again, he, he had the best year of his career. Typically, you want to sell high on players coming off their career seasons. And, hey, I think I think Rashad White's, Rashad White's one of them. If I can flip Rashad White and get Kieran Williams, Devon Achan, James Cook, Kenneth Walker, Josh Jacobs – I'm going to do so. Uh, I just, I'm not a believer in Rashad White's ability. I think he was purely a guy that just feasted upon volume in that Tampa Bay offense just because they didn't have anybody else to give the ball to. So probably selling high on Rashad White. Uh, but speaking of Devon Achan, man, let's look at his profile in PFF because he he is a guy that had – when he got the ball, good things happened. He had the best run grade – last season if you look at just offensive grade overall in 92.1 he was the number one graded running back in pff uh receiving grade he was the sixth best running back in receiving grade pass blocking is whatever run blocking is nice but man we really want devon achan on our team going into 2024 season uh again anytime he touched the ball he did something really really good and uh i just think you know if you can get him for rashad white you're probably gonna have to think about that the dude averaged almost eight yards per carry last season. And he missed, he forced so many missed tackles, yards after contact. Everything looks really good here for Devon Achan. So he is definitely a buy high. Uh, I think James Cook's also a buy high. Let's look at James Cook's numbers in PFF system real quick. Uh, overall offensive grade, actually not as high on James Cook as I thought they might be. They have James Cook down here at RB30. Uh, it looks like he was really, really bad as a pass blocker. Um, but he's still a high upside player in a good offense. Uh, I think I'm willing to buy James Cook if I can. Uh, let me see what else we got here. And Kenneth Walker, what do we do with Kenneth Walker? He was a guy that was, you know, injured throughout the year last year. We saw moments where Zach Charbonnet was the guy. Where is Kenneth Walker? He graded out really well. Offensive grade of 83.5, that was RB7. His run grade was elite. His receiving grade still pretty good too. Uh, and guess what? He's only like 23 years old. So I think you're buying high on Kenneth Walker. Again, they still have Charbonnet there. They're going to figure out what to do at quarterback, but uh, that offense, they want to run the ball. It sucks that Pete Carroll's not there, but I still think Kenneth Walker is the guy you want on your fantasy teams. Uh, and then Josh Jacobs, people forget, like I, I want Josh Jacobs on my team. He's only 25 years old. 
He's probably going to get a contract this season, whether it's with the Raiders or some other new team. Uh, and he's probably going to be a, a top 10 running back for the next two, three seasons. So if someone's nervous about Josh Jacobs, I'm trying to scoop him up. So I, I think we covered that pretty well. Again, sell highs, probably Rashad White, probably Christian McCaffrey. Buy highs, it's literally everyone in the top five. Uh, I'm buying Kieran Williams. I'm buying Devon Achan. I'm kind of neutral on James Cook. I still don't love James Cook. I think he's a good player, but I don't know if he is a top 10, top 12 running back for the next three, four years. But I do like Kenneth Walker and Josh Jacobs. Uh, we got 20 minutes left in the show. We're going to go over wide receivers, my favorite position in Dynasty Fantasy Football. And uh, I have three guys in the Tier 1 for wide receiver, and they're all under 24 years old. I might actually move Amon Ross St. Brown up into the first tier, but it's Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson. I have Justin Jefferson as my wide receiver three, and I'm slightly concerned about his quarterback for the future because guess what? Kirk Cousins, he's the number one QB in free agency this year. He's also coming off a major Achilles injury. Don't know if he's going to be the same quarterback. And maybe he's not in Minnesota. So there might be a little bit of hiccup there for Justin Jefferson, depending on what they do. I've seen, uh, I was watching the, the the PFF live mock draft stream today, and they gave the Vikings Bo Nix at like pick 12 or whatever they pick. Um, so there might be some growing pain years for Justin Jefferson with a new QB. Uh, whereas Jamar Chase locked in with Joe Burrow. Absolutely freaking love Jamar Chase. I think we haven't seen the best season out of Jamar Chase yet. I think he's going to have one of those wide receiver one seasons soon. Um, so he's my wide receiver one. I think CeeDee Lamb playing as well as he did last year, it's going to be hard to follow up, but I think he's locked into the top three receivers. I'm trying to acquire Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb. I, as much as I love Justin Jefferson, I don't think he's a sell, but I think I'm open to listen. Like, I think you should listen to offers uh, just because who knows what the future is for the next couple of seasons for the Minnesota Vikings. And then we get to my tier two guys, which I this is such a fun tier. Amon Ra, Puka, Wilson, and Chris Olave. Uh, I, I think I'm probably going to move Amon Ra St. Brown up into that first tier. The dude's just good. He's going to catch 100-plus balls for the next three, four, five years. He's going to catch 10 touchdowns. He's going to catch 1,200, 1,300 yards every season. Amon Ra is really freaking good. Uh, he's playing great football with Jared Goff, and I think Jared Goff's kind of locked into the Lions culture right now. Everything everything just looks good for Amon Ross St. Brown. I have no questions with St. Brown. With Puka Nakua, I think you're seeing a, a changing of the tides. Uh, it, it's no longer Cooper Cup. It, it's I, I believe Puka Nakua has established himself as the wide receiver one in the LA Rams. And we saw this down the stretch last year. So Puka, super high on him. You just have questions on Matthew Stafford long-term. We don't know how long he's going to be able to play at a high level. Uh, Garrett Wilson, you're going to get one or two years of really good vintage Aaron Rodgers seasons with Garrett Wilson. Don't know what's going to happen after. Uh, but I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson could be magic for a year or two. Uh, and then Chris Olave, man, he's really freaking good. He's got a bad quarterback, but he can play with bad quarterbacks. So uh, I, I want Chris Olave on all my dynasty teams. Uh, I love Devonta Smith. I think, you know, age 25, we're, we're still going to see Devonta Smith be a, a fringe wide receiver one for the next few seasons. And then uh, Harris is saying, I think Brandon Ayuk is a little high. And I do have Brandon Ayuk at number nine, which it, it feels high, but 
talent wise, I think he is a top 10, top 12 wide receiver. I, I would probably cash in my Tyreek Hill tickets for Brandon Ayuk. I would cash in my Jalen Waddle tickets for Brandon Ayuk and Jalen Waddle are kind of the same. Uh, but I think I'm cashing in my older elite wide receiver, whether it's AJ Brown or Tyreek Hill, I'm probably cashing those guys in for Brandon Ayuk. Uh, just the way Debo Samuel plays, he's very physical. He's, he's probably not going to last a full season. You're also attaching yourself to Brock Purdy and that offense. And we might even see, you know, I'm, I'm starting to think of like, what is life after Christian McCaffrey for the San Francisco 49ers? If, if McCaffrey goes down, they're still going to run the ball with whoever they have, but they might lean more on Brandon Ayuk. And I, I think right now, if you ask me who's the best talent between Debo, George Kittle, and Ayuk, I think Ayuk's the best receiver. Debo might be the best athlete, and we know George Kittle is just really good. Uh, but I feel really confident in Brandon Ayuk's ability. And maybe I do have him too high. I can move him a little bit lower. Uh, but I'm definitely, you know, looking to to move on from Tyree Kill. I think. Uh, but Jalen Waddle, just another player I want to buy into. He didn't have a great 2023 season. He was in and out of the lineup. Uh, but I think you're probably going to start to see the offense have to shift a little bit. Less Tyreek and more Jalen Waddle coming in the future. I think it makes sense. Uh, and then Tyreek Hill, man, I think I'm selling high on Tyreek Hill. He's, he's how old is Tyreek Hill turning in 2024? Let's look at the wide receivers here. Who is the top graded PFF receiver? It was Tyreek Hill, uh, a 93.8 receiving grade. Uh, we we love Tyreek Hill, but sometimes I'm not afraid to get out a year too early if I need to. And with Tyreek Hill, man. You know, not only do you have off the field questions, he's going to be turning 30 this March. And that's just kind of a year where we start to see people decline. Um, and 1,800 yards, 13 touchdowns. Maybe you get another year or two of Tyreek Hill being a top five dynasty asset. But I, I think no more than two, maybe no more than one. Um, so if you can find someone to buy Tyreek Hill, I think I'm doing so. Uh, but look at PFF. They got Brandon Ayuk really, really high, man. Really, really high. I like Brandon Ayuk. Uh, what are we doing with Michael Wilson? Uh, you're going to hold on to Michael Wilson. I think he's going to slot into maybe be the number two receiver this year. I don't think, and let's look it up. I, I'm not sure. I think the Cardinals are probably going to let Marquise Brown go. Marquise Brown's a free agent. So I, I don't think he returns to the Arizona Cardinals. I think you're probably going to see Marvin Harrison Jr., if not another elite rookie wide receiver, go to the Arizona Cardinals, and you're probably going to see Michael Wilson be the number two. Uh, hold on to him. You know, if, if you had to make a cut, I think I'm okay with it, uh, but I'm going to try and hold on to Michael Wilson here. I would do Jalen Waddle, but not Tyreek Hill. Okay. And my, my, just my thing with Tyreek Hill is I just – I'm – if it's not this year, it's going to be 2025, but that that cliff is coming, and I'm not afraid to get out ahead of it. Uh, if we look at Tyreek Hill's numbers this year, you know, he still was the best receiver. You know, CeeDee Lamb had a better season, had a better points per game, but Tyreek Hill literally had his best season of his career in 2023 in terms of points per game. But again, they they find a way to fizzle down the stretch, which concerns me. As good as they are in September, November, they, they start to kind of slow down into November. So that, that concerns me a little bit. But, man, we've just we've, we, 
I just I get nervous about Tyreek falling off the cliff, but hold on to him if you have to. I just want to express, you know, the next year to two outlook for Tyreek Hill could be could be questionable. And then AJ Brown. I don't know what to do with AJ Brown down here. Entering age 26, he's my tier four receiver. You're attached to Jalen Hurts, which I like, but also it certainly seemed like AJ Brown was not happy with the Eagles offense down the stretch in 2023. And he was playing at an elite, elite, elite level for the first month or two of fantasy football. If I go look at AJ Brown's numbers here, he still finished as, you know, a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy football, but he, he was like the, the one or two receiver. He was like the best receiver in football for the first month and a half. Um, he had his, one of his best seasons of his career last year, but he had this run from week three to week eight, where, you know, 22, 38, 18, 20, 29, 33. Uh, and then he was still very good, uh, but we just didn't see those boom games. He went the last six games without a touchdown. That kind of concerns me uh, in this Eagles offense. And also like, you know, he's played two full seasons the last couple of years. I'm not opposed to moving from AJ Brown. If I have to, I'd like to hold on to him. But as he gets older, he's so like Tyreek Hill, just his frame being smaller, he's going to he's gonna be able to play longer at a more elite level. I think A.J. Brown, as he gets older, he's not going to be able to play uh, at an elite level as long as someone like Tyreek Hill. So I'm open to moving on from A.J. Brown. Uh, but guys I want to buy on my team for the next few years, I, I think Brandon Ayuk is going to be a guy that we're going to see really blossom. I, I, I Take a Brandon Ayuk touchdown in the Super Bowl. I think it's going to happen. Uh, but I, I love the wide receiver dynasty group here. I want to I want to buy more guys than I'm selling. I, I think the running back position is a is a that's just, that's just a position where I like to kind of move around and try and find guys that are that are have a one two year window. Uh, but wide receivers last a little bit longer. I want to buy the low guy, buy the young guys, and, and kind of move on from the higher guys. But let's finish up the last ten minutes or so with tight end. And man, <sighs> Travis Kelsey, man. No longer the tight end one. If I look at the underdog ADP, like it's it's over for Travis Kelsey. Uh, why can't I filter by tight end? Uh, but anyways, here's your top tight ends being drafted right now. Laporta, uh, that's not even correct. Let me, I wish I could do that better, but um Let me hit refresh here. Uh, but Sam Laporta is your first tight end off the board in fantasy drafts for this upcoming season. Uh, he's being drafted right now in the 29th overall pick, so a, a mid-third round pick. And then you have a bit of a drop-off. There's no clear tight end two. It's going to be Travis Kelsey coming in at pick 47. We don't even know if Travis Kelsey is going to play in 2024. So I think if you can find someone to buy Travis Kelsey, he's the easy, clear sell high right now. It's time to move on from Travis Kelsey. I have him down here at tight end seven. Move on from Travis Kelsey. Uh, but man, Sam Laporta, you're probably not going to be able to buy Sam Laporta. The cost is going to be too high. I'm open to buying Trey McBride, and I'm open to buying Dalton Kincaid, and I'm especially open to buying Kyle Pitts. He's still only 23 years old, people. He's still really good. They have a new offense. They're going to get a new quarterback at some point in the next year or two. Buy Kyle Pitts. Uh, other tight ends I want to buy right now. I'm probably going to buy David Njoku. And I don't know what the Browns are doing with Deshaun Watson, but I think Njoku really 
uh, really showed his strength at the end of last year, and he's going to be a guy that you want going forward. I'm buying Dallas Goddard, even though he's 29 years old, uh, and I'm definitely buying Jake Ferguson. I think Jake Ferguson can be your top 10 tight end for the next few seasons. Again, I think he's entering his third season here. He's got a few more years with the Cowboys at least, and then he'll enter free agency. But buy Jake Ferguson if you can. But selling Travis Kelsey, I think I'm selling George Kittle too. George Kittle's entering his age 30, 31 season. Uh, I'm, I'm moving on from him. I'm probably moving on from Evan Ingram, moving on from these older tight ends that are around 30 years old. But uh, Sam Laporta, man, can't say enough about him. I think the tight end position is it's going to be in a little bit of a weird transition where we're not going to see that elite Travis Kelsey first round tight end. And that's the way it's been the last three, four, five seasons. Kelsey has been worth the first round pick last year. You didn't see any tight end eclipse 235 PPR points. If we look at the wide receivers, there was, wow. There was 15 wide receivers worth more than 235 fantasy points. And at the running back position, there was 11. So I just, I don't think the value is there to draft a, a tight end that high in a redraft league. So we're, we're entering a really weird spot, but I want like for the next three, five year window, I want Laporta. I want Trey McBride. I want Dalton Kincaid and I want Kyle Pitts. I think that's the future of the tight end position. There's going to be some good rookies coming in at the tight end spot, but I don't think they're as elite as those four. Uh, and then, Hey, you know, trying to got to get guys like David Njoku, Dallas Goddard, those guys should be easily attainable. Uh, both guys, especially Goddard coming off of kind of a so-so year. I think he's a guy that I can buy low on David Njoku. I'm willing to buy high on. And then again, I'm, I think I'm selling high on Kelsey Ingram and George Kittle. Um, so let me know if you guys have questions on the tight end spot. We have a few minutes left here in the show. And uh, I think we're just going to, we're just going to hang out for the next final minutes here. Uh, I'm going to put it on. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's probably already going. Uh, I'm going to put it on uh, after the show here, but uh, this was fun. I, I think, the the future of the NFL is looking very bright with this upcoming draft class. Dynasty leagues, man. Harris, if, if you're new to Dynasty, man, you're going to love it. Um, I'm coming off a year where I, I just won my two Dynasty leagues here. I'm, I was two for two, so I'm, I'm very dialed into Dynasty. And that's one thing that I think my, my YouTube channel and my website is missing. So I want more Dynasty fantasy football content. I want more videos. That's what I'm going to be focusing on this offseason. So. We're going to be looking uh, at a lot of things this uh, these next couple months here. So I have a lot of things that I'm working on. If you guys are interested, again, you guys can join my Patreon. That's where I have a, uh, right now on the Patreon. I have a lot of uh, data studies from this 2024 rookie class, receivers and running backs. I have a lot of stats up there for you guys. But uh, check out the Patreon. We're going to continue to roll content out there. And then Harris is going to ask, what are we doing with Evan Ingram, Tyler Conklin, and Tucker Craft? Uh, you can cut Tyler Conklin. He's just a waiver wire type player. Hold on to Evan Ingram. Hold on to Tucker Craft. I, I think Ingram's your starter. Craft can be your backup tight end. Uh, but you, Conklin's replaceable. Uh, I would bet the Jets are going to try and find a, a startable tight end for this season. Don't know if he's a guy you're ever going to feel comfortable in your lineup. But maybe with Aaron Rodgers, he can have a good year. Uh, but I, I think he's he's not you know he's not a guy that you're going to regret cutting. I think um, so. Hold on to Ingram. You can cut Tyler Conklin and hold on to Tucker Craft because, man, uh, 
I, I think the durability concerns for Luke Musgrave are a real thing. That's what he struggled with in college, and, and here he is missing games in the NFL. And honestly, Kraft looked pretty good. I watched every Packer game this year, as I have the last decade, too. Uh, but Kraft looked really good. I think he's a really solid tight end, and uh, I think he's your tight end, too, here. So we'll go with those answers. But uh, this was a lot of fun, guys. And I think um, I'm going to try and do this at least twice a month. I might bring a guest on for some Dynasty Thoughts. Uh, every now and then, but I'm going to try and do these dynasty hours more and we'll just continue to talk more dynasty fantasy football this off season. But this was a lot of fun. Cheers uh, to more dynasty hours in the future. I hope you guys enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend and uh, yeah, we'll be seeing you guys soon. Enjoy the rest of your evening, morning, whatever you need. We'll see you next time. Peace. Mm-hmm.